everyone, this is me, Georgie Porter, and Sharon Carpenter, in your ears, with loose lips. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. <laughs> yes, um, very loudly in your ears, probably, because I have a voice that really projects. I think you do too, actually, Georgie. Oh, I'm so loud and annoying. Do you know what else I'm loud at? Like, when I laugh, I like... Do it like a donkey laugh sometimes, and uh, you know when you hear yourself laughing, you're just like, oh, that's uh, yeah, so embarrassing. But I like, like your laugh. I like your laugh. Uh-huh. Your laugh makes me laugh. I have a weird laugh. It's kind of like a hesitant laugh. It's like a, <laughs> <laughs> it's like this really weird laugh. It's like you can laugh or not. I love um, your laugh because you say you don't laugh much. So when you laugh, I'm I like, don't. yes, yes, yeah. I don't, I don't. It is like hitting the jackpot. If somebody can make me, and you can make me laugh out loud. If somebody oh. can make me laugh out loud, that yeah. means it's really funny. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. sitting through the hangover movie right which everyone found so hilarious i didn't yeah. laugh once i was just like straight face oh my goodness are you joking time. and the woman next to me was dying laughing and i'm yeah. like so annoyed i didn't find i didn't laugh you didn't, once. Laugh. I didn't even break a smirk oh. not even oh. a smirk i'm like is there something wrong with me or just everybody else i'm going with everyone else you just got pati- <laughs> you've got a particular sense of humor that I needs do. to be fulfilled certain ways and that's all exactly and that slapstick kind of that slapstick kind of silly humor doesn't really make me laugh it's too obvious for you that's what it is yeah you're absolutely right it's the it's the too obvious stuff Mm. it's the sly stuff it's the sarcastic stuff it's the Mm. dry stuff that's what makes me laugh yeah yeah because you the surprise stuff yeah but uk humor is different to american humor as well isn't it yeah because like i always quite i always kind of found it a bit weird because i'd say things and americans would be like what? And I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, oh, I thought it was funny. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can definitely get lost in translation Ooh. for sure, for sure. But yeah, I mean, we've had some really hilarious shows. I remember Little Britain, I think it was cancelled. Like, did they call for that to be cancelled? Something happened with Little Britain. I, my sister was actually, she made us sit down and watch back-to-back episodes of Little Britain and it was so <laughs> vile <laughs> and disgusting and offensive, but funny at the same time. But it's the sort of stuff that it just plays on your mind for months to come. You just can't you're like, take it. Should I be laughing at this? Yeah. Should I be laughing? And I'm like, just grossed out. Like, I'm just totally <laughs> gross. There was one, I don't know who it was, David, whatever, 
who was dressed as the the older woman and she's like just peeing everywhere in yeah. the store like just peeing 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 yeah. I'm like, i am so disgusted right now but the, it's funny yeah the shock shock yeah factor, the funny. shock of the shock factor yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so so it kind of depends but georgie um you know, last time or a week or so ago, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. we were talking about our vegan journey. I don't think either of us have quite become vegan yet, but I was wondering yeah. where you are on that right now. So I've been to quite a few restaurants, quite a few places in Edinburgh recently. Um, beautiful. I've not I've been eating meat. I literally, I can't even lie. I've even had a lamb and steak pie. I am driving past so many lambs on the way to Edinburgh. And it it makes me so sad. Like I was literally looking at the lambs. I get so upset about how animals don't have a choice in certain things. And then I end up eating it. And this is now making me right. No, I've got to do it. I'm doing it. I'm doing at least vegetarian. I'm but doing no, this it. This is exactly what people go through. This is exactly, and this is what I've been through as well. So I, I get it. Mm. I, I've been thinking about going vegetarian first off for a long time, but I just, I love fish, and every once in a while, I'll, you know, indulge in some lamb chops and, and that oh, kind of stuff. Yeah. But it, it's just watching these videos online, video after video. So I went out the other day, and I was just going to get something vegetarian. I went out to dinner with a friend, um, but he wanted to get the Branzino, and it's it was for two, right? Because uh-huh. it's too big for one person. So he wanted to get the Branzino for two. And I was like, all right. I said, but this is it. This is the last time I'm going to eat fish. Right, a fish. Branzino. Yeah, that is Branzino. Yeah. So they brought out, God, they made it really, they made it even worse. So they bring out the dead fish. Talk about here's the fish we're going to cook for you. Oh. With the head on and everything. What? They show you the fish? Yeah, they show show me (gasps) it. I was like, I can't film without seeing that. Thank you. Um, and then I said, well, can you take, and this is awful too, barbaric. I said, can you take the head off? I don't oh. want to see, I don't want to see the head. <sighs> so they took it all off and I did eat it and <sighs> I it didn't enjoy it the way I normally would. And I really felt so bad. I was mm-hmm. like, this is the last time. This is the last time I'm going to do it. Um, so I'm, uh, here's the other thing. So I went out to that same restaurant. I took myself, you know how I like to take myself out to lunch every so mm. often. I took myself to lunch the same day, actually, earlier that day, and ordered this. It was like a grain and veggie bowl. So it mm. had greens in there, it had mushrooms in there, it had different types of grains, including uh, quinoa. It was delicious. Oh, good, it was good. so amazing. I was like, yeah. yeah, you know, like I could really get into this and just eating vegetables all the time. There is out there. Okay. It's a little more difficult to find, but there's some really incredible, delicious so many food good out things. there. So, so many much. good things. It can be so easy. Although sometimes it can become quite carby when you sort of think of eating too many carbs sometimes. Yeah. But the I potatoes. Quite, yeah. But I the rice. love a jacket potato. Jackie oh, potatoes. They're so you forget how great they are, and then you're like, oh, beans and cheese. Jackie. I mean, if you're vegan, you can't have cheese. But like, there's certain things where you're like, I forgot how great. Like bread. Oh. Yes, jacket potato. My thing when I come to the UK because they don't do it here, and I'm gonna. Well, no, I'm not now. I can't. But mm-hmm. I would have done this if I hadn't become a, a vegetarian overnight. Uh, I would have <laughs> had a jacket potato with a little bit of butter, right, and then the tuna and the mayonnaise and tuna, the sweet, sweet corn. corn. Oh, oh my gosh, it's just oh, it's so, so delicious. Great. 
That's, oh, see, but there's got to be a veggie alternative. Okay, I'm not. I'm. I'm steering in the direction of vegan, but yeah. vegetarian for now, right? So, what about broccoli with cheese on a on a baked potato? Is that good? Is that a thing? Kind is that of a thing? Same. Yeah. Do they do of, that? But it's not. Kind of, yeah, but oh, what? I check it. No, the broccoli. Yeah. Ah, no. It's kind of not the same. No, you, your best bets a bean. Just a bean? Well, not a baked bean. You could have five different, type, uh, t- five different types of bean. You could have chili bean. You could have soya chili. I kind of, I don't know. Do I want to do beans? I'd try, I'd try it. I'd try it. I'd try give it a go. Bean. Yeah, I'd, I'd try a bean. I'd try a bean. But, go with the but bean. yeah, there are going to be lots of things that I'll be missing out on. But, um, you know, i got to do it. You know, we could probably call this episode Beat the Meat, right? This is going to be a, a veggie episode. This is going to be a veggie episode. Uh, well, then this is just going to encourage our minds to eat veggie after this. It okay? is. And yeah. there are several reasons why our minds should be in that place, but we'll get to that. Let's start with this. News story number one, okay? Wild bison, okay, um, are set to return to the UK for the first time in 6,000 years. How exciting. We drove them out 6,000 years ago. This is why Where did they go? Anywhere but there, I guess. <laughs> but a small herd uh, in Kent uh, is, is planned for release in spring 2022, so next year, obviously. And this reintroduction of the bison uh, will help secure the future of an endangered species and uh, will also naturally regenerate a former pine wood plantation by killing off trees. Now, I'll get into that in a minute, but you would think killing off trees is a bad thing, right? Mm. We'll talk about why that's a good thing in a second. Um, This will create a healthy mix of woodland and boosting insect, uh, bird and plant life. So it's going to be one male... Uh, and three females that are going to be released. So he's going to be, you know, he's going to have his three girlfriends. uh, (laughs) And then they will breed and the herd will get bigger, et cetera. Populations of the UK's most important wildlife in general have fallen by an average of of 60% since 1970. And apparently uh, England, the UK, is the most depleted nation when it comes to wildlife. Okay, we've been doing a bad job. So the step, I don't know if this is step or Steppe, I'm assuming this is steppe bison, is thought to have been in the UK 6,000 years ago. Uh, But hunting and habitat changes led to its global extinction. The European bison that will be released in Kent is a descendant of this species. And the bison is going to be kept as wild as possible. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah. Bison, how cool. Aren't they big? They're like huge, aren't they? They're massive. They're the biggest land mammals in the European continent. And That's the male cool. can weigh up to a ton. <gasps> wow. They're See, big animals. Do you know what I would love, really? And maybe it'll be an apocalyptic, crazy world, but you know, just like wild animals like running around like lions and <laughs> they'd be so dangerous. But like instead of crime and gangs, you have to be like, Shit, lion! And like, yeah. <laughs> He's running through the streets of Manchester. <laughs> yeah, like imagine a sick world like that. Where, well, the animals would certainly be in control at that point, wouldn't yeah. they? That would and be. It all, it all starts in Kent with four bison. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's payback, payback for the humans. Mm. It is interesting because what they're going to do at a certain point, I guess, when the herd gets bigger, they're going to have like platforms so members of the public can actually go and see the bison. But they are going to try to keep them as wild as possible because the, there are actually bison in the UK, but they're either in zoos yeah. or in wildlife sanctuaries. And these guys are going to be, they're not going to have shelter provided for them, right? They've got to figure that out for themselves. They're not going to have food given to them. They've got to figure that out. Uh, by oh. themselves in Kent in this woodland area, which apparently is one of the biggest, I think the biggest ancient woodland in, in the UK or something. I, I want to um, say like near New Forest, yeah. but I don't think that is New Forest, isn't it? I don't know. It's Bleen, Bleen Woods or something is and, the name. And Sharon, what about when they eat trees? How does this regenerate trees? Yeah, so this is basically how it happens. So they eat the trees and they eat the bark or they sort of kill the tree because they're so big and they're rubbing up, you know, they've got that little itch and they're trying to get their winter fur off, right? So mm. they're doing the back scratching in against the bark. And so that's how they're killing these trees. And basically what that does, these dead trees attracts insects. And then what happens when there are lots of insects, then the birds come in as well. So it's attracting this different wildlife. And then because you don't have all the trees covering everything up and mm. covering the sunlight, now you've got room for more plants. And cool. Sort of, you know, plants that are original to those those areas and more vegetation. So, so yeah. So, I like this. This is called rewilding, uh, and we need to do more of this because we've done so much taking over animals' natural habitats yeah. and and the hunting and the killing of animals and so many uh, so many species have become extinct because mm. of that. Uh, know, so sad. we need to we need to sort of rewind and. And let the animals roam and, and give them back a, a lot of their land. Yeah, you know, I feel like I, I follow a lot of Instagram animal wildlife things on Instagram. And there was one where they um, some people set like a pack of wolves back into like a forest for that to be like regenerated in itself because then the, the wolves killed the deer and then the deer had the bodies deceased. It. Like it was all kind of crazy, but it, it rebuilt this barren land because it brought back new trees and new yeah. other wildlife by setting free a pack of wolves, which would be scary, but it did it and it it's works. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, because part of me, I get it, but part of me is like, oh my God, what about those poor deer? They were actually saying mm. in, in one of these articles, it actually said that they don't have, they brought up bringing in wolves if need be, if the bisons, if there are too many of them at some <gasps> point, right? Oh, goodness. They, they said there's no plan to bring in wild wolves at the moment. But, and this is the horrible part about it, but they said they will cull if need be. So if there are too many bison at a certain point, oh, no. they'll and figure then, out ways. And then yes, they're going to so. become burgers and then we're trying to be vegetarians here <sighs> and... I don't think I've ever tried no. bison and I don't want to try bison. Like, I'm not, I don't want to. I don't want to eat a bison. No, I don't want to eat a bison either. And apparently it's got a lot less fat than... Uh, oh, than no, so not that I would ever try it, but well, it's real tasty bison. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't, I don't <laughs> know what it tastes like. I don't want to know what it tastes oh, like. They're not really know. cute and furry. And as big as they are... They're, the good news is for us humans or anyone who lives in Kent, they are herbivores. So they're not going to be going after you, going after human flesh. But Aww. just don't piss off a bison, okay? Don't come with your, <laughs> oh, I want to get this like close-up selfie with Aww. the bull bison, the bison bull. 
Uh, and then next minute, you know, that selfie never gets posted because like you're not around anymore. Just don't do anything silly <laughs> is all I'm saying. Just, just be careful. Let, Respect the bison. Let the okay? bison be. Let it be. Let the let, bison, let the bison be. be. Cause the bison is back, baby. Oh, <laughs> Here we go with more, more vegetarian things. More feet the meats. More things. If you're a meat eater, well, so long. Whatever, you might not listen. News number two is huge. Beyond meat boss facts. Tax on meat consumption. What sentence did I just say? Beyond meat. <laughs> beyond meat. Beyond meat boss backs tax on meat consumption. So the founder of the world's biggest plant-based meat firm, Beyond Meat, says a tax on meat could get people to cut their consumption of animal-based products. Taxing meat consumption could help emerging markets on plant-based protein instead. Plant-based meat is often more expensive, but Ethan Brown says this will change as consumers become more aware of alternatives of meat. This is brilliant. This is what we need, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't know enough about the ins and outs of taxes. That's the only Me thing that's so, <laughs> that, so it all sounds good, right? Because... At the end of the day, and the government knows this, at the end of the day, people do need to cut back on meat. This isn't just a, oh, we care about animals. This is why we're doing it. I mean, we do, but that's just, that's not the only reason. There's a lot going on here. Climate change and the, the meat industry um, mm. is a big villain when it comes to what's going on with climate change because of a few different things. First of all, the, the, greenhouse gases that are released by the livestock right yeah and then you've got the all the waste from the animals you've got all the land and the trees that are cut down to make room for these animals and the farms and the you know the place where they're they're breeding the livestock to be then later slaughtered so it's all really 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 bad for the environment and the government is being advised the advisory body is basically telling them people need to cut their meat consumption i think it's something like don't quote me on this but it's something like 20 percent by 2030 everyone needs to cut their meat consumption by 20 percent by 2030 that's one fifth um and by 50 percent by 2050 otherwise god goodness knows what's going to happen to the planet but also it's just healthier because meat has a lot of fat in it um which can lead to heart disease so and we all know you know this report came out a couple of years ago about bacon who doesn't love bacon i mean i love bacon mm. but bacon is a carcinogen and it can potentially cause cancer and the advisory here is really uh, do not, and I think it's the World Health Organization that came out with this as well. Don't eat too much bacon. Like you're really taking a risk by doing that. By eating too much bacon. Yeah. Um, pigs are so intelligent. I yeah. I do feel so. It taxing me, as in we're putting more tax on meat to make so it. We're making it more expensive. Exactly. Okay, so that's that's you know, and chicken goes a long way. You know, if you really can't afford big meals like steak all the time, chicken is taxed then as well is that gonna be think all meat i i that's a good question i don't know if chicken falls under that do you know what this make, it just makes me want to do yeah. what it makes me want to do sharon it makes me want to have a vegetable patch in my garden this 
makes me think I want to grow my own aubergines. I want to grow oh. tomatoes. I want to start growing things that I know that I can eat. I could eat. see you doing that. I could totally see you doing that. That would be nice. That would be, that would really make me feel like home to have something like that as well. Cause my mum loves to garden and she's yeah. got a little garden in France with strawberries <gasps> and she's growing all kinds of stuff. Peaches. I think they've been growing out there as well. Lovely. Um, but yeah, like I remember we grew up with, you know, my mum would grow beans and gooseberries and blackberries and all kinds of stuff. But yeah, like that's when you know you're eating healthy healthy goods at the end of the day right yeah. when you grow it yourself yes and then you know where it's come from you know what you've put in it you know what's happening yeah. and I feel like you'd feel a sense of achievement of being like guys I grew this from like a seed and now like look we get to eat it how cool like cucumbers I have I have my best friend she has like this a little allotments in her garden and she like goes out with her two kids and she goes and cuts lettuce and brings it back and she's like I've got your lettuce and I'm like wow from like the field to the plate like you did this and she's yeah. like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah they have some restaurants like that and I think they call them farm to table farm to table they call it yeah, oh, yeah. um where these restaurants they will I guess they have their own farm or their their own garden where they grow a lot of their produce and yeah and it yeah it tends to be delicious but um I, I like these meat substitutes. Some of them taste really, really good. I would yeah. advise those who have tried it and didn't like it to just try a few others because it's like having a burger somewhere, right? You have a burger in one place, it might be foul. You have a burger somewhere else, it might be absolutely delicious. There are some really, really good Beyond Meat and Impossible oh, so good. Um, burgers. But just one thing to bear in mind, although yes, they're filled with protein, vitamins, minerals, they also are pretty high in saturated fat as well. So I, I like the idea of vegetables that are vegetables versus the veggies that are, you know, produced yeah. to be the texture of meat. But it's good as a good, a, a better There's alternative, I would say. The best thing, sometimes the best, at like a tasty soya. For me personally, I love yeah. like an alternative and like the nut grain mm. and things like that that are in replacement for me. Sometimes they're the tastiest things ever. Yeah, yeah. I did have these delicious, I don't know if it was impossible or beyond meat, but uh, from White Castle, they sent a bunch to us at uh, HQ Trivia when I was over there. And I had about four. They were so good. They so were good. so good. <laughs> anyway, we'll see what happens. Uh, the government needs to do something. We've got to protect this planet and we need to stop being so inhumane as well. Mm. Uh, all right. Well, we've got an ad break now and we will be back. Let's have a little bacon in the meantime just kidding <laughs> just kidding <laughs> bacon <laughs> funny <laughs> baffled a brand new podcast bringing you some amazing facts that are complete nonsense imagine the likes that, that would get on instagram you having a quick one up a lamppost on the moon incredible so you basically saying the reason the dinosaurs stopped living is because they all collectively made a decision to have no more children. Oh, they're talking. I think until ten years ago, I I still shared the bathwater that my parents were in. You can find us wherever you got this podcast. Just search for Baffled Amazing Facts. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We're back, guys, and Georgie's just finishing off her bacon sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's just so crunchy. <laughs> just, it's a burnt bacon sandwich at that. Um, I just want to give a quick shout out to a friend of mine who wanted to be mentioned on the podcast. Fiona. Hi, Fiona. Hi, we Fiona. Love you, Fiona. Fiona Bloom, my, my BFF. We Aww, love you. Okay. I have mentioned you on the podcast before, but here I'm doing it again. Um, all right. So, so- do you know yeah. what that means as well, Sharon, that your friends are actually listening to you and supporting you? Oh, so I if love any that. friends, exactly. any of my friends want to text me now, that means you're listening and want to text <laughs> a shout out, then I'll know who you all are. And <laughs> if you don't, you know who your friends are. I know who's not listening. <laughs> if you never get to hear this, we know what's up. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, well, let's get into listener letter number one. Okay. And then we've got another news story after that. But um, this one's from Frankie. And Frankie uh, is saying, My boyfriend is vegan and I'm not. When I'm with him, I don't eat meat, but I will still eat cheese and other dairy products. Uh, he thinks I'm vegetarian, but when he works night shifts, <laughs> I order McDonald's in. I hide the wrappers and brush my teeth afterwards, but I'm sick of living this lie. Should I just tell him, Frankie, what are you doing? It was one of those situations. And I feel like, Georgie, you might have suggested this the other day. But mm. like, it's one of those situations where you meet your boyfriend for the first time and he's talking about being vegan and then you're trying to impress him. And you're like, I'm <laughs> vegan too. Guess what? Me as well. We get and, on so well. Uh, yeah. And now you're in hot water and you're stuffing your face with Big Macs uh, whenever uh, he's out the room. If he's going to find out like behind your back, surely that's worse. Like yeah. how to explain it. Or you just be like, "I this is my first time. I'm going to eat a burger. And then you go from there because are you going to just lie to him this whole time and just be like, I've been eating this. That means what other secrets could you have been hiding Frankie? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you, is it? He's going to expect a condom wrapper in the um, in the McDonald's in, bag. In the, in the <laughs> McDonald's bag next. No, a lie is a lie. At the end of the day, I think yeah. that um, you want to make sure your relationship is all about trust. And uh, I think this being... is worse than cheating. To be quite honest, 
I'm and it is cheating in its own way, isn't it? Like, yeah. you've, you're having a Big Mac on the side. This is an affair. This is a really bad affair that's happening with <laughs> McDonald's. He's and on the healthy one too. Yeah, McDonald's is getting way more attention. Not that there's a healthy affair. <laughs> getting all your intimate moments, McDonald's is, more than your boyfriend. I would, I'd be upset, you know? Mm. <laughs> I would too. And I think you need to clear the air. I wouldn't necessarily delve into the fact that for all these months you've been, you know, eating meat behind his back. But <laughs> I would say something like this. Like I... You know, I'm pretty much a vegetarian, but I still feel inclined, to be honest. You know, I'm still having that urge to eat meat every once in a while. I just wanted to bring it up to you because I know how important veganism is to you. See maybe we just have that discussion that. and yeah. just see exactly, exactly. And maybe. then see what he says. Because um, some vegans are just so hardcore. I have to say... It's funny because a couple of people I went out to dinner with recently and I'm talking to them about how I'm sort of about to become a vegan. (laughs) And one person was going to order the steak. Like was literally like, I'm going to order the steak and then ended up ordering something different. Another friend of mine still ordered the steak. Did you sway them? Yeah. (gasps) Yeah, he ended up like going for pasta or something. And I was like, oh, what about the steak? He was like, oh, no, no, no. And I was like, all right, so now I can tell you the story about the cows. And oh. <laughs> it will make you never want to eat steak again. But no, my my other friend was not swayed. It was like, like, give me, give me the steak. Um, some some people like to go over the top against it, and some people like to go, oh, actually, I'd like to try it. But I think when you have been with your boyfriend pretending you're a vegan or a vegetarian the whole time, and you've not been, it's gonna have to come out soon. You're just gonna have to have a confession. You have to sit him down and tell him. And like you said, he might be hardcore and be really upset and dump you. Or you could literally be like, I just can't do it. You, you couples don't have to be both vegetarian as long as you cook him vegetable meals. They don't. As long as he's not. See, if he's really passionate about we've got to save the environment, you've got to be, we've got to be healthy, and this is inhumane what we're doing to animals it could be a deal breaker, right? Like it depends how passionate a vegan he is. Some people are just vegan because they're like, listen, I wanted to lose some weight or I just want to live a healthier lifestyle and this is why I'm vegan, but do you, do what you want. Um, And those are the more easygoing vegans, but certain vegans, and I get why they're like that because I think I'm slowly becoming that myself. Um, I don't want to piss everyone off or make everyone feel guilty, right? I don't want to be that person, Hmm. but if we've just discussed something horrific that happened that goes on with animals and now you're like eating the salmon anyway I don't know that might make me feel a certain way I'm gonna try not to I'm gonna try not to be judgmental because I've eaten salmon myself and I still don't know if I've reached the point where I'm never gonna go back again so it's it's hard it's hard but it's really hard She's basically having McDonald's. She should just have it in front of me. <laughs> That's like a slap in the face. It's a bad moment. They're having a bad time. <laughs> just stick to the fries. Can't you just eat the fries? They're so delicious. <laughs> Chicken the nuggets. fries oh. and the desserts. Like, that's the best part about McDonald's. Tell us what happens, okay, Frankie? Yeah. Tell us if you tell him or not and tell us what he says. We need to know the outcomes, please. Yeah, we do. We do. All right. Well, this this is a um, very different change of pace, but it's an important story to talk about. It happened a, a few weeks ago, didn't it? 
Yeah, this is quite an old episode, I'd say. And mm -hmm. I can't say I've been watching it this series, but Love Island, misleading Casper Moore episode, Sparks, 4,330 complaints. That's a lot. It's a lot of complaints, but I think compared to how many people used to watch it, you'd be millions. Mm. So I, Is it not the same? Is it not as popular, do you think? I, personally, I've just not seen as much about it anymore. Yeah. I don't know whether people have, because of COVID, now we're all going out or whatever, or it's been hot or sunny. True. I don't know what the difference is. I don't know whether... I, I personally love the Casseramore episodes because you know you know what happens with Love Island. No, no. So, so tell me, so I don't know a lot about the show, I'll be honest. I've... I've watched more episodes of the American version. Um, the English version, I watched one episode and there was a guy on there who I thought was like a real, just a bit of a dick. Let's just, right. you know, tell it like it is. <laughs> There's always um, a dick. Yeah. Always and I mean, it was, he, he was interesting to watch, but he was a complete dick. Uh, and I just didn't have access to it. I know it's on Hulu now, so I do want to sit down. And mm. I have some American friends who are completely addicted to the British version. But I remember that's all anyone used to talk about. And I'm like, I can't even see it over here. Like, how do I get to yeah. see Love Island? But well, tell me what happens. So, I mean, I did tune in for the Casa Amor one because I always want to see if they've stayed with their partner because they've what, known them for four days and then they go to Casseramore and then these elite girls and these elite boys come in who... Oh, so like even hotter guys and girls come in, is that? <laughs> and I don't know how that happens because they're hot anyway, like all the contestants. Everyone's hot, but then like a new group comes in that's just like... Fresher. How are you yet. even... How are you even... Got uh, way more... Alive? Like, more yeah, manicured... Yeah. fingernails more lashes like I don't know how it gets okay. even hotter but they do and they're just fresh aren't they then and so yeah new faces it's like I know these ones already who are these new and, faces and you just fall in love with the fact that they've been in love and then if they come back with another partner you're like <gasps> and that to me is always the most you know the the height of the entertainment of Love Island. Yeah. So this particular one, a recent episode of ITV's Love Island prompted 4,330 complaints to regular Ofcom, a record of the current series. Most of those viewers said a postcard sent to female contestants during Casa Moore week, which appeared to show partners cheating, was misleading and caused unnecessary distress. To who? The viewers or the girls on the island? Because... We all get really involved in this show. We we really take it to heart when mm. things like mess up our partners that, you know, we're watching yeah. and we're rooting, we're rooting for because yeah. we do, we get, you know, so invested in these shows. I think that's why I've had to pull back a little bit because I get so like, ah, I love this person or I, that person's doing my head and I don't want to hate them. So anyway. you're going through similar emotions <laughs> to some of the people on the show as a, <laughs> as a viewer. We're so drawn in. We are. Yeah. We feel cheated on when they come back with another partner. We feel yeah. it, a personal attack. <laughs> so <laughs> um, the week places male and female contestants in separate villas with the chance to be unfaithful. See, this is, that's, that's the most distressing part. And a staple of the ITV2 show, the card twist promises high drama as Islanders receive evidence of supposed transgressions involving new re 
recruits from the other villa so there was there was a postcard delivered and it was them kissing but some of them were in like a game and some of them were not that much kissing so oh so that's where the manipulation comes in yeah and that's where it's distressing for the other girls because they're like i loved him so much and i knew him for four days but it's (laughs) (laughs) because they say things like four days is like a lifetime in there and we we won't know because we've never been in there so we don't know but i can imagine it is and you you know you are wanting to find the love of your life and some people do find their love in in the island it's it's yeah extreme and then I guess they have the chance to they think this person's cheating so then they might go and retaliate and then they cheat yeah so I uh, so the big problem is and, and part of the reason a lot of people are complaining is because the mental health of the contestants is something that is sort of front and center, right? Because there are two uh, cast members from past seasons who who committed suicide and then yeah. Caroline Flack. And uh, I, I do just, you know, want to say their names as well. Sophie was one of them and then Mike who committed suicide in 2018 and then Mike in, in 2019 and then Caroline Flack as well. It's like this whole other level of fame and especially when you're doing reality TV mm. like that and you've got literally the whole country watching. I mean, it's yeah. just a monster, a monster of a show. Um, but the thing is, so I work on creating reality shows as well, right? Mm. Um, and manipulation is part of the game when it comes to television in general manipulation is is part of the game and there are a lot of producers who do manipulate the cast members there's a lot of manipulation that goes on in the edit as well right this was said but you know what that's not the most interesting part so let's take it out of context and you know make it all the more exciting for the viewer Mm. um and really you know why is the show so big well because of the drama and the high stakes and people's hearts being involved all the stuff that you said Georgie that drew you in so involved so we are partially to blame as well now if you have no manipulation going on in reality television i mean life in general real life is not that exciting right it's kind of boring or if there's some drama going on it plays out over you know six months it's not all (laughs) happening in the space of like three minutes or whatever it is that you see on tv so so that's that's the thing now itv from what I understand, they're doing a lot to take care of the mental health. I've got a list of things that they're doing, right? The mental health of people who come on the show. Yeah. So they offer them therapy sessions when they get home. Um, mm-hmm. The contestants are also offered advice on financial matters and adjusting to life back home because now That's the important. world knows who they are. ITV yeah. says it's increased the assistance to contestants as the show has gotten bigger and bigger. Uh, they're now going to be in contact with cast members for 14 months after they appear on the show so that's over a year and before Mm. this is really 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 important right before they appear on the show uh, they are told about the positive and the negatives that come along uh, with doing the show which a lot of producers don't do that's something I tend to do as well when I get cast members involved in the show not that it's going to be like a love island or I like I don't like to manipulate things I want it to be real yeah but people need to understand what they're getting themselves into at the same time. Um, And there's also a mental health professional who's engaged throughout the filming. So Mm. it looks, I don't know any other reality show that's doing all of that. So kudos to to ITV, yes, Mm. for, for, for doing everything that they can. But we kind of can't have it both ways. And maybe 
you know, if, if people are that upset about it, maybe there doesn't need to be a love island because, um, you know, if this, if all of this doesn't work in making sure the contestants, the cast members are mentally healthy enough to get through mm. this and are okay, uh, then yeah, maybe there doesn't need to be a Love Island and a show that's this big and gets grants people that much fame in such a sudden way. Because, I mean, look at fame, even when it comes to child stars, right? Child yeah. actors, actresses, singers, a lot of them end up sort of going down the wrong path because it was too much too soon and their young minds, it was hard for them to, yeah. to handle. I can, in a way of relating to the sudden change so yeah. when I in doing Hollyoaks and doing that kind of thing was just a certain level of certain people would watch that type of thing so yeah. I'd know young people would I'd, and if I go and shopping I'd know that that would be the place where people recognize me or something like that mm -hmm. then I did um, the jungle and that literally changed to another level of people recognizing me in other yeah. places and for me personally uh, they offered help as well and like you know if you wanted therapy to talk to people they said if you want to talk to people about stuff but I don't think you know what you want to talk about until you experience it mm -hmm. or until uh, afterwards you go oh my life's not like that anymore how can I go about this or like who are my real friends now like there's there's certain things where I get that when people do Love Island they become more friends of each other because they understand what they're all going through outside of it more uh, I don't know they become stronger in understanding and I think you do mm -hmm. have to talk about all your experiences and what you say and what you do and like you say the level of money all of a sudden you get or the opportunities that you get and you think yeah. do I need to do this will this help me mentally in the future before that and when I did the jungle I moved straight to America because I was like oh I need to have time on my own I just want to be me again mm. and for me that was a chance I could do two years and take out becoming me again without everybody recognizing me in a country nobody really knew me and for me that was my my rest bite. that was the big yeah oh that was your sort of mental getaway yeah going and then to I came, America yeah and then I came back to England thinking right I know how to handle it now I I know who I am I can be me and not have to apologize for being me and I know I'm a good person and I know what will yes and no things now rather than just being like yeah 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 to everything and I don't know I feel like sometimes taking a break from things and then coming back to it you sort of can change your mind about stuff that's really really good for your for your mental health for sure mm -hmm. and, and you just made me realize I mean thinking about it so so it the level of fame okay so Fans, and this is where we all need to be sort of cognizant of what we're doing, right? Because fans, mm. you watch a show and now I know you, right? I feel like I know you because I see you in my living room and I saw yeah. you did this and I don't agree with that. And I'm going to attack you online. Yeah. So a big part of it, a big part of the, the mental health issues that people have is because the fans are going at them on social media. Mm. right that is the biggest part of all of this and um so i think that we need to be careful just because we see somebody on tv you you can't just assume that you know them like mm. that i know that's one of the great things about reality tv you feel like oh this person's my friend or oh, i really relate to this person i know everything about this person's life i'm really invested 
But at the end of the day, like we we don't. There's a no. lot going on behind the scenes that yeah. and and stuff that was manipulated in the edit, right? Like, mm. yeah, I said it, but I didn't say it like that. But it seems like I did. And now you guys are all attacking me. And I think I've told you this story when I did. It was a, a show I created, the Gossip Game, with my partner, um, business partner. We created a show called The Gossip Game, and it was about uh, female media personalities who cover entertainment. And Mm -hmm. it ended up being a little different to what I would have liked it um, to be. But initially, I wasn't going to be on it. And then Mm -hmm. they requested me a few times, the network did. So I was like, all right, I want the show to be successful. Um, But there was just one episode where I was sort of the British bitch and things were manipulated. And I wasn't producing the show. I co-created the show, but I wasn't a producer in the edit and overseeing Mm -hmm. these things. So when that episode aired, I was literally like, oh my God. Was you and for you, me <laughs> Yeah, and I, I just wa- I wanted to crawl into a hole because I got thousands upon thousands upon thousands. It was like trending topic type. <gasps> yeah, like my name was a trending topic and not for a good reason. Everyone was like, you're so stuck up and you're going to get <gasps> what you deserve and all kinds of stuff like that. And I'm like, but what about what? That, that's not even how it works. No. It was I'd frustrating. Like, Sharon's yeah. my friend and you don't yeah. know her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. Um, yeah, I, I literally was like, I made the biggest mistake of my life and I don't want to go outside again. But then the next week, <sighs> everyone loved me again. So it's weird everyone like forgets. that as well. Everyone we forget. forgets. Yeah. And that wasn't how, I mean, I was even on the train one time this guy was like yeah yeah I know you I know you I love you but be nice and then he got off the train I'm like but that's, I am nice I am you nice know? But, in the but, meanest way yeah. I am nice <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you know it's easy when you've got the English accent and you're over here and yeah there were a few things they asked me to repeat in a few different scenes and I'm like okay cool so I'm talking about some of the the networks that I've worked for before so what do they do they line it up back to back to back so in every scene I'm like I've worked here I've worked there I've worked so but meanwhile they were like oh we didn't quite get it last time can you say it again (laughs) you know so so there is manipulation like that but yeah, at the end of the day, I don't, I'm not going to be upset with the producers over that because that's what reality TV is about. And mm. you just have to, um, the good thing is we've got social media to tell our side of the story now as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But people can back themselves with what they actually did and went through. Exactly. You can go on Instagram live now and say, no, here's the real deal. This is mm. what really went down. So, um, but I, I think it's a really tough place to be. You've got this huge hitch show but obviously there's been an issue with mental health and they're they're trying their best to and I do wish all Love Island as well because they like they they are strong and they do a job they're doing a job and I just wish them well and I I hope that they all know that being themselves is important and I think good advice Georgie much love to them all yeah much love much love to them for sure Listener lesson number two, everybody. This is uh, from Melissa, who says, my best friend wants me to babysit her kid, but I can't stand children. Uh-huh. Uh, whenever I'm around them, they seem to cry, and I just don't know how to talk on their level. Not sure why she has picked me to take care of them. Do you have any advice <gasps> on how I can survive? <sighs> <laughs> Melissa, if you hate children, you are in for a treat. <laughs> yeah, I... You know, the first thing I would say is don't do it. 
I, I would say don't do it because of a horrible story I heard recently. But um, no, what do you mean? Yeah, no, yeah. What's horrible? What? All right. Well, what did the know. child do? Oh no, no, no. It wasn't even going the child. Dark? No, oh no. The child. The child. I don't know if I can handle this. This what is, is getting. This? this is getting very deep, very quickly on this oh, one. Gosh. So, um, all right. Let's get the serious stuff out of the way. So, there's a woman who is facing murder charges right now. So she was basically hired as a babysitter long time ago, back in the 80s, right? Back in the 80s. And she was then um, accused of giving the the child shaken baby syndrome. Like she apparently shook the child and that child ended up living with severe, severe disabilities till 35 years old being on a, a breathing tube no. uh, as well till 35 years old and just died. And doctors are saying, yes, he died because of the complications from the shaken baby syndrome that happened when he was five months old, right? He lived till 35. It's a devastating story. So this woman who had served some time in jail, but basically she was pregnant at the time and she uh, copped a plea deal and she was able to spend just weekends in jail and then the rest of the time she was home, right? Meanwhile, this poor boy turning into a man lived his whole entire life in jail. So now that he's died and they're saying, yes, this is the cause of his death, she's facing murder charges. And if she is found guilty, that that could be life for her in prison. And she thought this was sort of over with at this point, right? It was never over with for this this poor guy. So that's why I'm saying... Um, don't do it. You don't want to look after a child. Like kids, you have to have a lot of patience, right? <sighs> and the, uh, babies especially, you have to have a lot of patience. And I've heard too many stories about people just not being able to handle the crying. And, you know, even with pets, you've got to have a lot of patience. And if you don't have that, you should not even be around them. That's just it. You shouldn't even. And sorry, because I I know I've made things like very very serious and I'm deep, nervous. This is nervous but, laughter. This is yeah, a nervous yeah, laughter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just but, um, it's important for people to know this because you might think, oh, I'm gonna be alright, but then the baby is crying and crying and you can't stop the baby crying and you already didn't have the patience all for being around kids and now you do something like you shake the baby oh, and you don't think it's that hard, oh, and so oh, yeah, I know. I know. Uh, yeah, don't do <laughs> that. Oh, my God. I, oh, okay. Do you have anything underneath that? Yeah, that I'm going to co- okay. yeah, come back <laughs> with another story. Here. Like, come, back, uh, come back with another oh, story. I'm I know. I'm coming through the mist of, okay, so. I, I went there. I went there. Oh, but, she's gone there. But it's important, it's important to know. What a finisher. You, you yeah. don't, I finish. <laughs> Anyway, so I, I'm going to go with um, my my friend Kieran and his babies, his twins. They, yeah. He was always like, you're going to be their auntie. You're going to be a very big part of their life. And I was like, never really know what to do with kids. And I was always like, oh my God, what do I do? And there was a time when his husband, Carl, was so ill and so sick. He had to go to bed. I think this was before Corona. And he was yeah. phoned me and Kieran was at work. And he's like, Georgie, you need to go and look after the kids. And I was like, and this was one of the first things where I had to be like a hero and I had to go in there and look after these twins. Now these twins yeah. are the cutest things ever, but like um, I did not have I think have you much told experience. me about the twins as well. They're beautiful, aren't they? They're yeah. so cute. I think yeah. they were like two. So they're like that age of like fun, but still like, oh, what are you doing? Don't do yeah. this. Don't do that. And one of them was in bed f- 
thankfully phoebe she was just like conked out like i'm sleeping so i was like yeah. <laughs> okay you're you're good you're looked after that's fine and you know the husband was in the house so it was fine but he was so ill and he just needed to sleep so i was like oh. you go sleep i got this it's fine and yeah. chase he was so cool like, he's my one of my favorite kids ever he literally would Aww. just run off in a room one minute and i was like wow that was fast and he'd got into his bedroom and he was naked in the window just like woo and I was like okay <laughs> get out the window so I had to like get him and like put his nappy back on and like I'd never done a nappy before but I was just like doing it and I was just like wow this is cool then I was like do you want to watch a film and he was like yeah and then we watched a film and then he got tired so then I put him to bed and I think that was like three hours of like chaos and like running around but by the end it was super cute and I left Aww. when he came home and apparently Chase was saying about how he watched Shark Girl and whatever Shark Boy whatever with me and that he had the best time and I was just like oh that is the coolest <laughs> thing ever and when and they I enjoy themselves with you that that's just the best thing isn't yeah it? but yeah. I was thrown into it I had no idea what I was doing and to be honest it's that you know you just gotta entertain them you just gotta be have a great time and, and yeah. feed them when they're hungry. And I was like, yeah, I could do this. True. You Two know, years old. I, no, it sounds like you did an amazing job as well. I, I understand how, I used to be one of those people who didn't know how to talk to kids, right? Mm. I didn't know how to talk to kids because I was the youngest growing up in my family. I've always been the kid. Like I was just always the kid. So I felt uncomfortable around children just because I didn't know what to say to them or how to speak <laughs> to them until my niece, my brother had my niece Mia. Um, and I just, the amount of love I felt for her Aww. and just seeing this little helpless little baby girl just, you know, needs us for everything. Aww. Uh, I say us, like I was doing a lot of the looking after. I wasn't, <laughs> I was like just visiting. Um, you were having fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Changing the, the nappies, the diapers. No, I've never done that in my life. Uh, <laughs> handing, hand, handing her back to my brother. Okay, time for a change. Here you go. She's all yours. Um, but I just being around kids that were my family members, I became really, really, really comfortable with kids that way. Because mm. I remember I had an ex-boyfriend who had a daughter who loved me. Like I, when I walked in the room the first time I met her, I walked in the room. She was like, she couldn't even speak at that point in time. But she oh. just like, she was like, oh, she held her arms out. And she just wanted to be around me all the time. And I hadn't mm. even done anything. Um, <laughs> just cool. I, I, yeah. And I, I felt... I felt uncomfortable. Like I thought she was the sweetest thing, but I just didn't know how to act with her. So just having that experience being around kids. Now it's one thing not liking kids and not having the patience for kids. That's one thing. But yeah. if you just don't know how to act with kids because you haven't had that experience, I would suggest being around your friend while she's around the kids. Yeah. And then yeah. she can kind of let you sort of do your thing, but she's still there until you get comfortable. Yeah. Uh, and that's a good way to sort of get that experience, isn't I it? I think it's all a learning thing. And to be honest, afterwards, yeah. you just feel so great because they're so cute, really. And then, you know, kids are just cool eventually. Like, just great. Yeah. They make you feel so special. Like, <laughs> I'm just thinking because by the time this airs, I think I'll have been in the UK and back. Yeah. Um, but I remember coming home one time and my my nephew didn't know that I was I was coming home. My sister opened the door. He's like, Auntie Shaz! And he oh. leapt in 
into my arms. Oh my God, you best feeling in the world. I'm so excited to be going home. Um, but yeah, so they're, they're very, very special. Kids are just super, super special. In fact, I think I prefer them to adults. Yeah, same. <laughs> so try it you know try it with your friend around and see how that goes and you'll do probably training. end up feeling the same yeah do do your little do your little training your trial run um yeah. I, I think i think you'll be good it'll be fine thank you for listening to loose lips with sharon carpenter and me georgie porter there's a bonus episode on friday which we call extra lippy and we'll be back on tuesday next week yeah with that full episode subscribe or follow rate and review uh we want to hear from you loose lips at createproductions.com okay send us your listener letters and give us the juicy details as well um also at the missy porter at sharon carpenter see you soon goodbye see you then hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.